Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by our friends at Tennessee Tickets. I'm your host, Buck Rising, proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The website, GaryAshton.com. They're giving you virtual tours so you can find that dream address without the stress through the Ashton team at GaryAshton.com. Our friends at Tame the Beast are making sure that you stay soaped up, sudsed up, and making sure that you are washing your hands with the best smelling stuff in the business. Not only does it help you to sanitize on a regular basis, it keeps you clean, exfoliating scrub with pumice, eucalyptus, menthol, green tea, and citrus. That's the kind of stuff that you get at GetBeast.com. Promo code AZ50 saves you 50% off. And our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. HVAC services for commercial and residential. They'll tailor it to whatever it is that you need. Check them out at Brymac.com. Okay, the question for you guys off the top. We're talking about how the coronavirus in college football will reveal the NCAA's true colors. It's a lot of sex appeal in the title. But it's a it's a question that I have been thinking very hard about because Alan Bell, our friend of 247 or of CVS Sportsline, now, Alan Bell, who is probably celebrating, as our friends at Music City Bets are celebrating, that gambling will soon be legal, sports gambling will soon be legal in Tennessee. Meanwhile, he made a really, really important point about the state of college football, the college football commissioners and the college sports commissioners, the conference commissioners, had a phone call with Vice President Mike Pence. And what they discussed the contents of that call, Jack Swarbrick, who's the athletic director at Notre Dame, who is of course independent but does operate some within the ACC when it comes to basketball and other sports, Jack Swarbrick was one of the people on this call and he kind of described to Mike Tirico exactly the kind of conversation that took place. Well, I, I think the, there was a common theme among us, which is college athletics is very different from any other form of sport because it, it's, a, it's a collegiate activity. And the first question for us is, will our campuses be reopened? That's the starting point for everything here. We can engage in all the scenario planning we want, but our first piece of critical information is, will our colleges and universities be open on time in the fall? Uh, and will they all be open? Because college athletics requires that, that we all participate and that we can participate in, in a traditional way on campus with our students there. And so that's what we need to know. Jack, uh, before I go to the other stuff, one last thing about the call. Did you leave the call with any different sense on where we might be come the fall in terms of starting the college football season on time? No, I, I, but I did very much appreciate the vice presidents sharing with us the most recent information, the sort of information he shares with the public uh, at, those, at those media sessions. But, um, you know, th 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 there's reason for optimism. We got a long way to go, but he just reinforced the progress that's being made and will be and continue to be made. And um, we all sort of agreed that we'd circle back in a month or so and, and take stock of where we were. So essentially what he's saying is that Mike Pence, finally, somebody from the White House, Donald Trump met with the commissioners of the pro sports leagues and Vince McMahon, whose league is now defunct. So whatever, whatever kind of credence you want to give to that, I don't know, beats me. Point being, the question for me, from me to you guys, based on what you've just heard Jack Swarbrick talk about, and we'll, I'll explain a little bit more about what I mean, but scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence 
uh, level that fall sports will have fans. The scale of 1 to 10, let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Here on Agency Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets, what is your confidence level that you will see live sports in the fall with fans in attendance? That's the most interesting thing that we find ourselves trying to figure out at this point. It's not certain. Uh, it's not certain at this point. Look it up, Buck, ID 2020 and Event 201. Uh, Superfast keeps tweeting about that. I understand I, it's kind of difficult for me to look up something in the middle of conversation. Point being is there is there is a much different tone that Vice President Pence took on his call than Donald Trump took on his uh, on the on the other call with the commissioners of the pro sports leagues, right? What Donald Trump was saying is that essentially the NFL season they're planning to have football as normal and then Mike Pence comes on and tells Jack Swarbrick and these different athletic directors and conference uh, commissioners that essentially they don't know what the future looks like and that the management committees are explaining how college sports is different from pro sports. To have college sports, you need to have college students on campus. To have college students on campus, you have to now allow mass gatherings. And to allow mass gatherings, I guess in August when students would start to report to campus, before then for college football, if things were to proceed as normal, they would have already been on campus, already participating in classes and in spring football. This has already been this has already been missed at this point. But the larger point being, what is your scale, your confidence level, scale of one to ten, that there will be fans in attendance for fall sports? I will give you my number here in a second. First, I want to get some numbers from you guys to kind of see how you're feeling about this, because it changes from day to day, right? The information changes so often on us. But what it will reveal to us, I think, is something very important and something that we're going to talk about, something that our friend of that Alan Bell of CBS Sportsline made a really excellent point that I think drives conversation here tonight in getting your scale 1 to 10 of what your confidence level is that fall sports will return uh, after hearing Jack Swarbrick and after seeing what's going on with the college commissioners and the vice president earlier today when they had this conference call. Uh, let, four to five, says Randy Himberg. Aaron says seven. It's fun time, says Sean Edmondson. Well, I don't know if that's because I'm here or if that's because we're talking about the Rona and college football. Christopher Slaughter's a fence sitter. He's going to go five right in the middle. What is your number here on A to Z Sports Prime Time? Here is my number, and it's going to be a great gauge exactly of what the college football, what the NCAA thinks of these students, how the NCAA considers these students. Right now, my confidence level is a two, that we will see fans in attendance for live sports. But what that, what that, what that ignores is just how much it's going to take to get the athletes on the field without the fans in attendance. Hundreds of people go into the organization and the process of a football team taking the field on college football Saturdays and on NFL Sundays. We know this is the case. So if the NCAA decides to move forward with this, with their biggest consideration being the fans, we will then know that they consider college football players to be essential personnel. And if they are to be considered essential personnel, like grocery store workers at this point and FedEx and U.S. Postal Service workers, people around the country that are continuing 
to have to work. If you put college football players into this situation, it then shows that you are willing to put these guys at risk and that their value should be commensurate with how much risk they are willing to assume. If the NCAA does this, college football players become essential personnel and then it changes the entire discussion of what the true value of a college football player is. This is the thing that we've been waiting so long to determine. Just exactly how much college football, well, we know how much college football puts food in the mouths of all the other sports that colleges sponsor, that are NCAA-sponsored sports. You saw Cincinnati earlier this week, men's soccer officially done. They are allowing students, obviously, to transfer to other programs. They are assisting their student-athletes in pursuing uh, college soccer elsewhere. But Cincinnati even before the finances of college football. This is more after effect of not having the money from the NCAA tournament. College football, we will find out just exactly the value of a college football player, and then it changes the discussion with the NCAA, commensurate for what the value of these guys actually is. And if Jay Billis is saying there's money out there to be found, we will find out exactly how much these college football players individually to a man, how much they account for and how much that is well, how much the NCAA is willing to acknowledge that will reveal their true colors as to whether they actually value the players or if they're all about that bag. That's the thing that we're going to find out, and it's going to be pretty damning, I think, at the end of the day, because I think at the end of the day, they're going to do what the NFL's doing. They're going to go for the money, and that's going to be, that's going to be you know, disappointing to a lot of us. It's going to put a lot of people at risk. It's going to put the athletes at risk, more importantly than anything. And that will tell us exactly what the NCAA is, which for a long time we have known this, but it's just kind of, it's, it's, the, it's the grand reveal. If you say they are essential, then they are workers at that point and deserve to be paid. Bad slope, says Shrike. Uh, yes, absolutely. I want to be in Knoxville with 100,000, uh, 109,000. I'm sorry, I don't know why I can't read, Derek. I want to be in Knoxville with 109,000 of my brothers and sisters. Well, tough, <laughs> excuse my language, but tough shit, Derek, because that ain't happening for a long, long time, boss. You are far, far away from 109,000 people anywhere. And I understand the need. And listen, nobody wants sports back worse than me. Nobody wants this more than me, I assure you. But to be in these stadiums, even a larger, as a much bigger picture than the fans, what we're going to find out is exactly how essential college football players are if you're going to deem them essential personnel and push forward with a college football season, whatever timeline that looks like, if college football season is going to be the watermark as these athletic directors and these conference commissioners and Mike Pence, the vice president of the United, of the United States, are talking about, there hasn't been 109,000 in Neyland in years, says our buddy Jack A. Gentry of the Tighten Up podcast, a new episode by the way, which came out today. You should check that out with Austin Huff in the A to Z Sports Podcast feed. How about that for smooth transition? 109,000 people were a long, long way from it. But we will find out exactly what these college what these college administrators, what the NCAA as the overseers, and I do mean overseers in the truest sense of the word when it comes to the kind of labor that, you're, that they're utilizing. I have a deep-seated hatred of the NCAA for all, of it, all that it is, and all that it profits off of, and I think that we will see much, 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 much more ugliness come to light on their part with just how far they're willing to push this just to have a college football game with no, no fans 
in the stands. And at which point, how what is the what is the worthiness of a college football game without fans? I know people in SEC country that removes a ton of the atmosphere. Seven says Tyler Copeland, but it, it's ten. Uh, but ten if it's delayed until winter or spring. Tyler Copeland is incredibly optimistic. I think that's uh, that's a little bit foolish. Bart White says five. 50% chance for fall college football. Bart, I'm talking about fans in the stands, not just having the season. Buck, you're always fun, says Randy. I appreciate you, Randy. Minus two. What about California? Newsom says no sports period until 2021. That's the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. The mayor of Los Angeles today was on CNN. I was watching him with Wolf Blitzer. And they have not put it into a pl- put it into place Officially, it has not yet made it has not yet been made law, but the city of Los Angeles is planning to not have live concerts, sporting events, or any major gathering, music festival or otherwise in the city of Los Angeles until 2021. That inherently works against what is going to happen with college football, with the NFL, with, I mean, things like Coachella, for God's sakes, things up and down the list of live concert and sporting events that are just going to be kneecapped by the idea that Los Angeles is going to say, no, not until 2021. We're, ta- we're taking a rain check on 2020. We had enough. Verona, the year of the Rona has been awful. We are going to come, we're going to come back around in 2020. We're going to give it another shot. Until then, sorry, you know, you go see somebody else. Uh, you, 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 you shed a tear for the Staples Center and you move on. You go to Las Vegas and you get your sporting events and concerts because we're not going to do it here. And that is a difficult thing for the entire sports and entertainment industry. Not much larger than sports. What are your thoughts on WWE cutting superstars? I have no thoughts on that, to be quite frank. I have no idea what that even means. Uh, Eddie Woodcock says, I say I'm at a two. The best decision is to not start until February of 2021. This gives everyone in every state time to get back on their feet. Enter at their own risk, says Lewis Chesney. I want it back, but I'm not going to put my health on the line, says Randy. And I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree that nobody should put their health and wellness on the line. And I think that the that's a little extreme at this point, California, in my opinion. Robert, you've got to look at what's happening in California, brother. I mean, the West, the, the, the coasts, this thing is working its way from the outside in. That's what's the most concerning part for the, for at least us in the South, for how long it's taken us to implement what are pretty standard social distancing and quarantine practices at this point. The South was much, much further behind because we were not, we were not yet affected. Like Florida has been hit pretty hard, but that's because Florida completely mismanaged all of these things. Fauci has said there might be treatment by the fall. And we will hear from Dr. Tony Fauci momentarily. I got a clip from the GOAT. On CBS Evening News tonight, Dr. Fauci talking about a return to live sports and exactly what that might look like here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Let's move on, though, to uh, ESPN and the Sunday and the Monday Night Football broadcast. Saturday Night Football College, the biggest thing in the sport, the biggest broadcast, the biggest names in the industry. They're talking about moving them from Saturday Night College football to the NFL on Monday nights. ESPN's number one team of Herb Street and Fowler. This is the discussion that's being had. Now, assuming we get to the point where there's college football games and there's NFL games, maybe it won't even matter for the 20, uh, 2020 season. We will see. But what is being reported right now by Andrew Marchand of the, uh, of the New York Post is that ESPN is considering moving Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet 
from college football to the NFL. And my question for you is, would you support it? Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope here on A to Z Sports Primetime. While you guys do that, I'm going to tell you about our fine friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The website is GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress? The Rona's made it a little more difficult, but they've still got you covered with virtual tours available on their Facebook pages and on GaryAshton.com. If you follow Gary.Ashton on Instagram, there's examples that you can see. There's featured listings available to you right there for you to peruse to do the future to, to do the future research, do the scouting report. Here on A to Z Sports Primetime, the Ashton team is the only agency that we would trust with our real estate needs because they put me in my dream address without the stress. The website is GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of the Titans, the Preds, Nashville SC, Topgolf, and of your boy here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Would you support ESPN moving Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet to Monday night football from Saturday nights on ESPN. The big, bad college football broadcast. The headliners. Honestly, two of the biggest talents that ESPN has at its disposal. Would you support that move from Saturday nights to Monday nights just to understand? I mean, her and and I'm I'm fascinated to see how you guys feel about this because these are the two most two of the most likable individuals in sports broadcasting. I understand how difficult it is to have a high Q rating, and I work, you know, I love you guys, but Nashville's a pretty small bubble, and I get a lot of hate. God only knows how hard it is to be this likable as Herbie and Fowler on a much, much national, uh, a much, much bigger scale. Would you support this move, though, to get rid of Booger, uh, Booger McFarland, who has become a great, uh, a great many, uh, the subject of a great many punchlines at this point for just how bad he is and generic he is, in that job, and Joe Tessitore, who was fantastic on college football, big game Joe Tess, and is the best in the business at boxing, but on Monday night, you need a little little less, and Joe Tessitore is anything but less. What Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler are, are the perfect combination, an example of that here on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel show. This is our uh, annual prank show. You guys, yes. now there was a prank in, on Halloween, and uh, maybe you should start off telling us a little bit about this. Well, what happened? First of all, it's not. First of all, you want to apologize? At this level, okay? <laughs> no, no. First of all, I, I, I think it's more like a, a little surprise than a prank. It wasn't at that level, but, but Halloween Eve, we're in Philadelphia. There's a haunted penitentiary where Al Capone was once jailed, and they have a Halloween month-long thing, which is actually very scary. You go in and you, you, you're grabbed by goblins and you navigate through this thing. Kirk said he was going to be there, except he bagged out the last minute and went to something even scarier, which was the 76ers game, <laughs> and, and sat courtside. So we thought we would bring the sh- to him in the booth on Halloween night. Phil. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm, that is, is that I'm, the I'm, way it went? No, I, I, I said I'm not going. I oh, said you I, told them in advance yeah, you weren't There's going. no chance I'm going. And yeah. then they wound up bringing a zombie yeah, yeah, on yeah, camera on yeah, TV, and yeah, here's thanks, what happened. Thanks for showing that. Looked like Notre Dame was just maybe going <laughs> to... <laughs> Here, these, these are some friends of mine from the uh, come on, fellas, from the East, Eastern State Penitentiary, which you visited last night. You, they got you. you. You got them. Let's watch that once more in oh. slow motion, just for the the sound. What's the kick? The ninja that, kick. 
came out of you. The, uh, like a... Uh, the kick oh. was good, I thought. The, the, the ninja kick. That is Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler on Jimmy Kimmel and the pranks that were played on Halloween night in the middle of that broadcast. Two of the best in the business, two of the greatest broadcasters that we have in this industry. They are being discussed, as Andrew Marchand of the New York Post reported, they are being discussed uh, with ESPN after they failed to get Peyton Manning and after they failed to sign Drew Brees to a future contract. They are considering having Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler do a situation where they would move to Monday Night Football if it can be done without complications. NBC and Fox have been ESPN's competitors for guys like Drew Brees. NBC ended up beating uh, ESPN out for Drew Brees. ESPN continues to throw buckets and buckets of cash at different quarterbacks who have turned them down, and they just can't seem to get that broadcast booth right. Booger McFarlane and Joe Tessitore, I'm sure, are wonderful individuals on their own. I like Joe Tessitore. I've interviewed him a couple times. I don't know Booger well at all, but I, from, from what I understand, he's a very nice guy. Point being is they don't work on Monday Night Football. And at this point, uh, Tribe Called Quest says, it almost feels like it's wasted talent, though, because some Monday Nighters are bad. And with the Saturday Night College Football game, you know it's the top of the marquee every single time. It's college game day. It's the big boys. It is when you see the biggest and the best and the brightest stars in college football, they take the stage on Saturday nights when Chris and Herbie are calling the game, right? This is what it has become. And so now you take what is always a premium, high-end product, and you move that to Monday Night Football, where oftentimes you get Jets-Giants, or you get a terrible NFC East game between the Cowboys and Washington, or you get the stinky uh, Niners Rams games before they turned in both turned into high explosive uh, high powered explosive offenses earlier uh, in McVay's t- or no during the Jeff Fisher era I believe is the last time I saw the Rams on Monday Night Football before they played the Chiefs and then everything changed right the entire foot the entire sport changed uh, over the course of that game at least on offense with Herb- Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler would you support them being moved from Saturday nights to Monday nights? It just, for me, there, there are options being, being considered. And here's what ESPN is looking at. They're looking at Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick or Dan Orlovsky. All three of which, you know, I like Steve Levy as a, as a uh, sports center anchor. I've never been a big, a huge fan as a play-by-play guy. But Steve Levy does play-by-play guy uh, just fine. Maybe just fine is what you need from a play-by-play guy in 2020 when you need the analyst to be the star of the show. Lewis Riddick is great. Dan Orlovsky is almost as good. Are those two too football, football-minded, too football-centric? Will casual viewers be able to participate in the broadcast of Monday Night Football if they are being if they're being lobbed a bunch of terms that they don't necessarily understand? Now, Dan and Lewis have had plenty of ESPN training to kind of pare down their skill set to where it's not as technical to where people can understand it just in in terms of in terms of person to person conversation like you can pick up on what Lewis Riddick and Dan Orlovsky are putting down. D Mills says I prefer them over Booger and maybe it's just anybody but Booger and Joe Tess, but are you willing to sacrifice the sanctity of Saturday nights for a Monday night product that more often than not 
is typically not a good game. ESPN has put the idea of moving its college team of Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Chris Fowler back on the table, but it's wary of creating a problem. Yeah, Peyton turned down ESPN a bunch of times, even though he has a show with them. They are talking about. They were talking about throwing uh, seventeen almost, Tony Romo kind, uh, type of money at Peyton Manning for him to be uh, do the end uh, the Monday Night Football games. But Peyton Manning doesn't really need the money, and at that point, if they couldn't trade for Al Michaels with NBC like they were talking about, you know, Peyton Manning doesn't want to be put in a bad position with a play-by-play guy that he doesn't know, somebody that maybe he doesn't trust, and a booth, necessarily, that's had a lot of problems, honestly, since Gruden and Mike Tirico left. It just doesn't seem to work in the same way. That's what we're finding out with ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast, and at this point, the broadcasters are telling you the exact same thing here on A to Z Sports Primetime. We're going to read more of your comments and get some of your questions here on the show in just a second, right after I remind you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's the website that you go to for all of your commercial or residential HVAC needs. The best in the business, veteran-owned, service-disabled, Chris Hamby, a veteran, and we thank him for his service You also will thank him after he delivers you the best of service, satisfaction guaranteed service, that you will get from him at brymac.com. Again, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's how you spell it, family-owned business in Middle Tennessee. Always in need of your support, support the people that support this show, that's brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac. Titans for Life says most players aren't good commentators, they don't analyze enough. So Titans for Life is saying that they're not getting enough out of the broadcasters. And it's it's tough, right? Witten got tossed into that booth way earlier than he should have been. Jason Witten, who has never said honestly, and I know he's got an interesting backstory, and he's been a great advocate and a great person in the community in Dallas, and now he'll go to Las Vegas and play for the Raiders and catch seven seven-yard button hooks that are unstoppable until the end of time. It's honestly one of the most... Uh, one of the most... Uh, inexplicable things that Jason Witten continues to have a career when he probably needs WD-40 to run. But when you look at Jason Witten, he just got the opportunity far sooner than he should have. It takes a while to get comfortable on television. I, you know, we spend every night together, but it takes, it took a while for me to get comfortable doing a solo show where I'm just talking at a camera and not really getting any human in it. Like you guys are talking to me on, on via via text box or via comment, but without doing a, a live stream show without interaction, you know, not, to, not to brag on myself, but it took, it took a while and we got it down, but it does take a comfort level. Jason Witten never got comfortable, and he was put in a, on a stage where he wasn't allowed to get comfortable because before he could, people descended on him. They tore him apart, they picked him apart, then he got in his own head and it made the broadcast even worse. Tariko is not good at football announcing, says Kale. In what world? Mike Tariko is the goat of all broadcast. And that's not true. Maybe there's better broadcasters than Mike Tariko. But Mike, Mike Tariko is pretty damn good. I miss Mike Tariko on uh, Monday Night Football. I don't watch Notre Dame football enough to get him, and I know he does those games, but that's a tough one. I love former coaches. They explain the X's and O's well. Romo is the exception. No, nah, coaches don't do a great job. John Gruden, if you go back and listen to what he's talking about. It's a lot of it's a lot of flair for TV. Gruden's really not giving you that much insight. 
There are coaches. John Fox on ESPN. John Fox is on ESPN. I'm sure John Fox is a lovely human being, and he dresses really, really well. He's got great suits for television. Shouts to whoever John Fox's tailor is. They need a raise. But John Fox is on ESPN because John Fox got fired at the time that ESPN needed Coach X to fill their analyst role on NFL Live, and they got Rex Ryan as well because Rex Ryan was on the market. This is what these coaches do. Urban Meyer is rehabbing his image on national television by doing college football for Fox. These coaches just do TV. Jack Del Rio did the same thing until another NFL. I think he got hired in Washington this offseason. These coaches don't give you a ton. And, and what's worse is the coaches protect each other in a way that is almost annoying. Like, if you are going to do that job, if you're going to sit in that seat, you have to be able to provide critical commentary and not just defend your buddies who are going to be able to give you a job next hiring cycle. And that's the part with coaches that really, really bothers me. Uh, Romo is a great announcer, and Peyton is smart to stay away, says Brian Bowman. Negative. They need to stay on Saturday night college football says Ronnie Sneed. Brian says ESPN is butthurt about not landing the best announcer. Well, shouldn't they be? I mean, ESPN's doing everything they can. They're throwing as much money as humanly possible at these guys to be able to get generate some kind of interest in their product. And to this point, they haven't been able to do that. We'll read more of your comments here in just a second, right after I tell you guys about our friends at Tame the Beast, because you need to wash your hands, and you need to do so Right, at, right before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, before and after every meal, you need to do so with the exfoliating yop hand wash available to you at GetBeast.com. The promo code AZ50 saves you 50% off. We talk about this all the time. You get even mo- more soap, more brick for your, uh, more, more, what is it, more bang for your buck, more brick for your buck if you spend $10 at GetBeast.com and you get a soap brick for free that smells of juniper, citrus, eucalyptus, and coconut. Fine grooming products for your hygienic needs in a time when we all need to be more hygienic at GetBeast.com. Use promo code AZ50. Let's move on to the Tucker quarantine question. What is the earliest you'd be willing to attend a live sporting event? We've talked a lot about live sports. You're going to hear from Dr. Tony Fauci momentarily what is the earliest you'd be willing to attend a live sporting event? Give me your answer on e, uh, on A to Z Sports Prime Time, powered by Tennessee Tickets. What is the earliest you would be willing to attend a live sporting event? That is what we are asking you. And Dr. Dr. Fauci, the great one, Dr. Tony, whose presence makes me happier immediately as soon as I see him on my television, because I know I'm going to get sound, factual-based logic and reason, what is the earliest you'd be willing to attend a live sporting event? El Boogie starts us off with 808, or excuse me, El Boogie 808 starts us off with late September, mid-October. Tony Fauci kind of broke this down. What's the earliest we can get a cure, says Tribe Called Quest. That's exactly right. Dr. Fauci was on CBS News talking about this Earlier today, the quarantine question, what, what is the earliest you would be willing to attend a live sporting event? 2021, but I am high risk, says Puka. She is taking more, uh, more conservative or more aggressive, if, if that's how you view it, more precautions than the average person because she is in a high risk demographic, which you totally respect. What's the earliest though that you would be willing to attend a live sporting event? That's the quarantine question brought to us by our friends. New sponsor, 
here on A to Z Sports, the Tucker Agency. Our friends, Will Tucker and the Tucker Agency, who are locally owned, people that grew up in town and are a part of the community. They are a local agency, and they are here to tell you that they are going to support you during COVID-19 and all of your needs. They're the kind of guys that want to have a beer with you and debate who the best quarterback is. These are guys who talk sports, who get sports, but also get the local community because they're a local agency and they are here to support it. It's uh, it was I was uh, I was bored. <laughs> they they're saying it. They're saying you know you can you can say I was bored with my weekend and I had my insurance quoted with Tucker, but that's exactly what you can do in these times of quarantine when so many of us are needing to make sure that we are protecting ourselves from COVID-19. The Tucker Agency, they can do that. You can save money and great and, and have a great time to quote your insurance. Check them out at TuckerTN.com. They present our Wednesday quarantine question. The Tucker Agency, locally owned, the people that you trust. Dr. Tony Fauci is the person that you trust, and he is giving us a timeline for live sports to return. For me in particular, it's going to take until there until we have a vaccine, right? This is this is the easy answer, but this is the answer that I've got I've got to be most comfortable with. Until there is widespread testing, when Disney World has been open for months as Titans for Life. If you can trust Disney, you can trust anything. And Disney, man, they are losing thirty million dollars a day with the parks and the cruises and ESPN and the sports content. My God. Disney is taking it on the chin. May not need a cure. Treatment that brings down the ICU rate would make a dramatic de- difference. Robert Deerfish as says as soon as there is widespread testing available, July to August is when Robert is most comfortable returning into live sporting events. 6 a.m. says Lewis Chesney. Lewis Chesney is willing to risk it all and head headfirst into the stadiums as soon as they open uh, tomorrow at morning at 6 a.m. if they were even feasibly open tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., which they are not because the Rona has prevented all of these things. I just hope opening up the states again doesn't start the wildfire of COVID-19 spread, says Brian Bowman. Eddie Woodcock says January 2021. I have a diabetic daughter, and I'm not going around any crowds for a while. I can't think if it's his first name, but his last name was Miller. He was on Monday Night Football. He was a comedian. He was awful. Oh, Dennis Miller. You're talking, Randy's talking about Dennis Miller. Yeah, I've never seen the actual Tony Kornheiser Monday Night Football experiment. That's something personally that I think I would enjoy because I'm looking to take sports less seriously. Seriously. Uh, And I think Tony Kornheiser is one of the best in the business, one of my favorites. But Dr. Tony Fauci has given us the timeline for when exactly we can look at a return to normalcy with crowds, fans in the stands. He was on CBS's Evening News earlier tonight. Our Tucker quarantine question of the week. Well, I think it's going to be different for different parts of the country. The success or failure of that rolling reentry program, as I call it, would be the capability of being able to test, identify, isolate, get someone who's infected out of circulation, and do a a degree of contact tracing. The absolute thing that you would need is to be able to respond and contain whatever rebound you get so that you don't wind up in a situation where you have another escalation. Do you envision then in the future, in terms of reopening the economy, that there'll be temperature checks at businesses, that there'll be fewer tables at restaurants. What will that new normal look like? I mean, I absolutely would not be surprised 
if we did see in certain places that someone would take one of those very quick uh, temperature checks, put you know, uh, uh, in front of your forehead, and wind up determining if you're uh, if you're federal or not, and keeping you out of whatever location you want to go into. Also, more physical separation. I think that's feasible. So let me ask you about that vaccine, since you're coordinating that at the National Institutes of Health. How are these human trials going? Are we ahead of schedule? What's the data that you see? Well, again, it's too it's it's premature to talk about data, except to say that there have been no glitches. I said a couple of months ago, I think about a month and a half ago, that it would be about a year to a year and a half. It is possible to shave a couple of months off that, but you know, you don't want to overpromise. We'll just have to see how it goes. That's the GOAT. That's Dr. Tony Fauci on CBS Evening News earlier tonight talking about how we can shave a couple of months off the year, year to a half timeline that the coronavirus will kind of have its effect on us, have its hold on us. That's from the top medical expert in the country. And it kind of informs my decision. Live sports is what I cover, right? I cover, I'm the I'm a Tennessee Titans reporter for A2ZSports.com. I go to all of the games. I cover all of the live games. I go to every practice. I'm in the locker room. I'm mixing it up with the players and coaches and front office people that you want to hear from. And I'm telling you right now that I would not cover a I would not cover a Titans football game in any stadium in the United States before there is widespread testing available. Until this drive-through testing situation has been passed that Donald Trump has been ta- President Trump has been talking about for some time. If you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, says Robert, a lot of people still gaining out in Tennessee. We shall see. I don't think that's much uh, based on what's happening in New York and the research. Like here's what I fear. Right. And this is, you know, I'm sharing my personal thoughts with you guys on this stuff. As somebody who is talking to league league personnel on a regular basis and they're preparing for a shortened NFL season, the potential of a shortened NFL season. And some of these people are preparing for training camps to start well after September, Uh, like into what would be the, the second half or the second quarter of football season, if you're going to divide the 16 games up into quarters, uh, the second quarter of football season. There's a possibility that training camp could be extended as late as that into the year. Because what they're waiting to see if this thing resurges during the next round of flu season, which is the timeline that this that the COVID-19 apparently follows, that they're going to see if they can make it through the fall months and the transitional months from summer into fall without there being a resurgence of what exactly COVID-19 is and how it's affecting individuals. If they can get through that, then they can uh, then they can allow fans to attend live sporting events again. But until mass testing and until we have a better idea of just how many people exactly, not numbers that are being caught up with as the New York Times reported over the weekend or earlier in the week that New York was attributing a certain amount of deaths to coronavirus that may not necessarily have been contributed to coronavirus. We need more precision with this stuff before we can we before we can be trusted. Me, you, everybody can be trusted to be in the same place with people within six, six to ten feet of each other again. And even then, when we go back to normalcy, I think that changes a lot. That's the Tucker quarantine question we do every Wednesday, presented by our friends at the Tucker Agency. Our, uh, our friend Will Tucker and the Tucker Agency are making sure 
that you have your insurance rates at the best rates possible, taking care of all our folks here in the local Middle Tennessee area, Nashville zone, making sure that Nashville is insured. The Tucker Agency, TuckerTN.com, relatable guys, Will Tucker and their squad, and they will give us the quarantine question every Wednesday here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. That means we've come to the end of the Wednesday show, and that means we have one more left to do. We shall do so tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Austin and Zach, they will have you covered tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. In between, if you need some content, we got a podcast feed full of different stuff. The 615 Sessions, my podcast, great local interviews, great interviews that matter here locally from our friends in national media. We do those all the time. They're available to you in the 615 Sessions podcast feed. There's a new Tighten Up podcast that Austin Huff and Jack Gentry do Every Wednesday, that's available in the A to Z Sports Podcast feed. That also has the Big Orange Podcast, the Preds Nashcast, Zach and Austin in the mornings, and my primetime pod at nights. You can get a bunch of content, just inject it right into your veins, because we all need content in these desperate times. We will do so uh, together in the A to Z Sports Podcast feed, so make sure that you're rated reviewed, and subscribed. I'll see you guys tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time, and we'll put a bow on this week and move forward towards the NFL Draft next week. Until then, fam, peace and love.